0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So you better get ready for 2023. Every pastor... Every businessman. Because I believe it's a prophetic word, not only for our church, but for our nation. What was on hold will be supernaturally accelerated. Not by politicians, but by the hand of God. I'm going to talk about the hand of God. God's going to use politicians, but the right politicians. Politicians. Don't go silent on me, because 30 years later, our people are poorer than ever. So people are driving every agenda in the world, while in Africa, the real elephant in the room is called poverty. Not Hollywood's agenda. Not bringing your identity crisis to Africa. We grapple with different issues. One of them being poverty. So while you play your games elsewhere, we will take on the giants in Africa, and South Africa, which is gender-based violence. We're not just going to talk about it. Poverty. How many of you believe that God wants poverty eradicated from our world? Say Amen tonight and give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. So your prayer will not hang somewhere between heaven and earth. God's going to answer you with lightning bolts. Even before you pray, your answer will arrive and wait for you. You're still going to think about certain things and it's already going to happen. There's going to be an acceleration. Firstly, in the spiritual atmosphere. And then in the natural. We know that Satan has been very... Busy accelerating evil and his agenda in the last eight years. Using using this COVID pandemic to bring his regulations and oppressive ways on humanity. It's interesting that, you know, I can't say these company names, but the fact that people are so informed still leaves me totally perplexed that one of the major pharmaceutical companies actually um, just released their data that their vaccine had an efficiency rate of less than 1% and they sold it as between 70 and 80%. What a lie. Their CEO didn't even take it. So we're tired of being lied to. Okay, can I have an amen here tonight? We are not puppets. We will think for ourselves as people and we will rise up and we will stand up and we will show up and we will make our world a better place. Come on, I'm talking to this young generation, the greatest generation that this world has ever seen that Satan has in his target. So what took 20 years to accomplish, God's going to accomplish in three. Every promise in your life will come to pass. I'm telling you, that God's gonna hasten things in your life. And as a young person, maybe the future looks bleak. Uh, Unemployment, 40% in South Africa. In Zimbabwe, 90%. So I really have to say, I don't care what J.Lo is saying in America on a Hollywood stage. I care about the hurt in Africa. And I think it's time for Africa to think for themselves and for Africa to address the problems in Africa and in South Africa not allow the liberals of the West to bring their ungodly agendas. Wanting to legislate pedophilia. Now you have to wake up to Christianity because your children are at stake young person and you're not even married but you have to begin to realize it. You cannot sit on the fence, you have to get involved and fight for your future and for your children and for your grandchildren. We can't allow the few to control the majority. Are you listening to me? So come 2024, you better cast your vote and the next two years I'm gonna be very vocal, absolutely vocal. And if we can't find politicians that fear God and respect the church, we will not vote for them. Say aloud, amen. The church actually has the power. Yeah, the church has the power. The pre-94 church realized that and they brought apartheid to an end. No political party ended apartheid. So the church has to wake up to the hour and go into a mode of activism. Preaching the gospel, but we have to become active in challenging and holding to account the people we pay our taxes to okay uh, that was just for free so uh let's talk about supernatural acceleration um that just to 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 get somebody's attention agitate some devil in some person somewhere so now I have your attention now the temperature is right um and now i'm happy okay So Isaiah 60, the Bible says, verse 22, a little one shall become a thousand, a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. When I came to Bloomfield, we had a little church uh, of 180 people and I wrote that scripture down. And I believed God, that God was gonna accelerate the church and the church grew. In seven years, we grew from 180 to 7,000 committed people and never stopped since that day in Jesus' name. Amen. And I wrote a vision on my wall and I said, by 2002, we will be 7,000 people. And I remember an apostle from America walked in there and he said, Well, I think that is very arrogant. I said, What? He said that you are writing that your church will grow to 7,000. So I said, What should I write? that the church is not going to grow. The early testament church grew from 120 to 3,120 in one day. Come on pastors, all our CRC pastors, write your growth goals on your wall and believe that God is going to hasten it in the name of Jesus. Your business as well. Are are you ready for it? Some of you are are, are very blessed and you're slowing down. It's not time to slow down. You slow down when they put dirt over you. But until that day, you live, you breathe, you plan to expand, you use your influence. You plan to do great things because the Bible says that people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits in Jesus' name. Amos 9, just to recap quickly, verse 13, 15. This is one of our key verses for next year. Uh, Yet indeed it won't be long now. Things are going to happen so fast... Your head will swim. Not your head will be in a swamp. One thing fast on the heels of the other. Now listen, when God gets involved in something, He accelerates it sovereignly. And I I, I say this respectfully to political leaders all over the world. Nebuchadnezzar thought he was Everything. And he was the king of kings. Then he forgot. Bible says the next day he lost his mind. And he ate grass with the animals in the field. Until he remembered that God himself rules in the kingdoms of the Son of Man. And I believe what the Bible says. God raises up one person and God puts another person down. So don't be shocked if in 2024... There's going to be radical political change in South Africa. Well, I tell you, I believe it. Either those in power are going to get the right people in position of authority and get their act together or God has to replace them. Simple. I'm talking to denominational leader across every line. They're all on the same page. We've had enough. People abusing their power. So he says you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once in South Africa for the good in every African country. Everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring over the mountain and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people. They will rebuild the ruined cities and municipalities. Electricity. I mean, uh, 2002, Eskom was the number one uh, 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 utility company in the world. How did we go from number one to number zillion? Am I going to ask these questions? But I'll tell you, God's going to sort out this chaos, okay, through leadership. And that means some of you are going to get into power. And you're not going to sit on the sideline any longer as a young person. You're gonna get involved as an Esther. You're gonna get involved as a world changer. You're gonna get involved as a history maker. You're gonna get involved in the university on the SR. You're gonna get involved, your voice is gonna be heard. Because the problem is the conservative majority is quiet. So the radicals write the rules that we all have to bow to. I say enough of that. There's enough conservative believers, no matter the denomination, that believe the same things. So realize that why I bring our country into the equation, because your business is not going to prosper outside of the country you're in. So we have to fix the economy for you to see God's promise fulfilled in your life. We have to fix the healthcare system that's broken, non-existent for you to be able to go to a clinic and get health care from a specialist within 24 hours and not 18 months. Let it sink in. They'll plant vineyards and, and, and drink good wine. We, we, we're tired of the sour wine, amen. We're tired of the, the bitter days. We're tired. I'm, I'm telling you that God is going to turn your bitter into sweet. I'm telling you that God is going to give... Uh, you you, you want to talk about a human right? That is a young person must come out of school, must get an education and must have an option for two or three jobs. You want to talk about the human rights? I want to fight for that is that any child has a future in South Africa no matter the colour of your skin, no matter where you come from, that all these other man-made laws will be eradicated. Tired of seeing our young people leave the country because they see no future in this country. I'm tired of it. By the way, many of our politicians send their kids overseas for education as well. They don't educate their kids in South Africa. They educate them outside. In America and England and Europe. That's a fact. Go do your research. They'll work their gardens. That means you're going to own property. I said that means you're going to own property. Owning a piece of land in the country that you are born is a basic human right and the responsibility of the government to ensure for every person in the country without land grabbing. I have to qualify everything I say because you say something, people polarize this way, that way, this way, that way. You know, um, uh, when that BLM came and the group is an absolute nonsense group but there was a message that I commented on I said if people are hurting listen to the hurt and understand the hurt and heal them and I was attacked by white people like you can't believe and then I say this morning wait? what did Kanye West think to wear the t-shirt he wore and now the guns are on me from I didn't wear the t-shirt so go on Kanye West's social media and attack him. I said, what the heck? What's up, In <laughs> Any case. Um say this uh, with me, Uh, say, lift your hand, say, Father, I thank you that one day I'll be a property owner. Thank you, Father, you will make a way for me to own my own property in Jesus' name. I will raise a great family for you in this nation in Jesus' name. There's a place for me right here in South Africa. And I thank you that things will turn out in my favour, to be an owner, not a renter, in Jesus' name. If you believe it, say Amen. Come on. So, 2023, things are going to happen so fast by the supernatural power of God that people aren't going to know what's happening. The, the, the same thing that happened during this COVID and pre-COVID, Things happen so quickly. And if if you study um, how the world rulers operate, they use a crisis to advance certain things. And if you see the things that have been advanced, that now are accepted as normal, that were not a normal eight years ago, you realise how quickly Satan is working to destabilise righteousness and to bring his agenda always with children in the center of his agenda. But here's the deal. The Bible says, the, the devil knows his days are short, but he knows it. He knows that God is up to something. That's why he is doing what he's doing. But the Bible says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and that will be through his righteous people in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, I love people that have guts. I look at people that are controversial, not for the sake of being controversial, but people that do not just swallow the agenda that people want you to believe, that actually question and actually challenge and actually think for themselves. So everything is not as it appears. That's why you have to be spiritually awake and you have to discern the hour globally because you're part of the world. And if you think you're gonna prosper by yourself with your little umbrella, tomorrow a law can be passed and your umbrella can be taken away from you. So we have to stop this Christianity in isolation and just think I'm blessed and you don't realise that for this to happen, there has to be change from the top down. There has to be reformation in every sector of society. They can pass a law tomorrow that says, we disown your property. They can pass a law tomorrow that says, we tax you on your second property. They can pass any law. That's how much power politicians have. So when we put them in in power, when we vote, we better know what we're voting for. We're voting for our future. We're not voting for for personalities, and I'll tell you also, I say it always, somebody's past tells you about his future. How you performed the last 28 years tells me how you're gonna perform the next 28 years. Unless there's radical change, reform, something that's believable. So I'm just not one of those preachers that can come stand here and preach a feel-good message, knowing what I know, meeting with who I meet, and understanding the challenges we face, that if those challenges are not addressed head-on, you can jump up and down and die like many uh, charismatics, until the cows come home, and nothing is going to change. You're still not going to get that education. You're still not going to get a job. You're still going to be part of unemployment statistics, etc. You're still not going to be a landowner, because... Things are not happening the way they should happen. So I say these things so you don't get shocked when you see me being more active with other church leaders challenging and confronting next year the powers that be. I mean, if 40% unemployment doesn't scare you, I don't know what does. If you're happy to go to bed every night, you think everything is okay. That's why I cannot preach a gospel without purpose and just preach to you and it's all about you. I cannot, because the reality is people are standing begging at robots and nothing has changed for them in the last 28 years. People are poor, nothing has changed for them. People still don't have land, nothing has changed for them. People don't have electricity. Nothing has changed. I'm not criticizing the government. I'm saying they better do their job. They better execute what they promised. They better execute the freedom charter, which is freedom for the people of South Africa. Amen. A charter of equality, which is what the gospel is all about. A message, good news to a poor person. That means you have to be poor no more. Until we do not eradicate poverty, we will not see the blessing of God permanently in every person's life. Are you listening to me? Because your blessing is attached to everybody else's blessing. So when the police was your last week, all the high-ranking officials, uh, most of them in our church, um, we, we talk about crime. And, and the, 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 the fact is that until we don't eradicate poverty and have a healthy growing economy... Crime is always going to be a problem. Because if you had to feed your family and there's no job and you stand trying to sell some little something to people who look at you with disdain, what are you going to do? Do you have to go home, your wife and your children, or what if you do we even think about these things? Sadly, the church doesn't. And most Christians I talk to don't care. As long as they live in their estate and they have their three friends and their little fancy parties, they don't care about anything. But they don't realise they can lose all of that because of the social injustice, the imbalances, the haves and the have-nots. So when we talk about um, this scripture, I really believe, and, and by the way, this was for a nation, Israel. And I believe that this is for the church, but I also believe that this is for our people in South Africa. That God wants to bring transformation, God wants to bring healing, God wants to bring prosperity, God wants to bring blessing to all our people. Oh, come on, they're in and at least give the Lord a praise, come on. So, uh, 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 now personally back to you, every setback you've experienced, causing delays, causing loss of forward momentum, churches... I believe God's gonna accelerate supernaturally by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's gonna restore your losses. I declare it. There will be supernatural acceleration. I'm gonna talk about the covenant of multiplication and increase we have with God. It's a covenant. Dead things will come back to life. Barren things will produce fruit. There will be progress in your life. You're not gonna sit in depression and cynicism any longer. You're gonna live with your foot up and you're gonna have forward momentum by the power of the Holy Ghost. So we can see this principle throughout the Bible. to God one night to deliver Israel after 390 years or 430 years of, of, of slavery. One night to deliver them, 40 years to get the slave mind set out of them, the victim mindset. Still blaming the past. I said this to a politician. He's one, a leader of the political party. My son was sitting there, and um, and he doesn't like white people. But there's white girls always on his lap, and he goes, um, but he doesn't like white people. But he'll go party with white girls. But he doesn't like white people. But he'll go party with white girls. He doesn't like white people. But he'll go party with uh, white blondes on his lap, etc., etc., etc. How does that even work? How does that even work? So I said to him, "How does my son, who's a, a young white boy, that time?" David must have been 23, 24. I said, what future do you see for him? He's a born free. Does he fit into your future? Do you see a future for him? Couldn't answer me. You wanna lead anything, you have to respect everybody and respect the dream of the rainbow nation and, 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 and give a vision where everybody can see a future. It's not so difficult, where there's no vision, people bearish. You must be able to go to Oom Jan, of Oom Kuis, Wat Boer in Petersburg, and you must say, Oom, you are part of South Africa. We you to say South Africa. Help us to build land, in Jesus' name. You must go to the camp, but in a squadron camp, and you must say, that's for your future, in South Africa. You have to bring a vision, that is inclusive of all people. So, God delivers His people. And in seven months, He wants to take them to the promised land. But what stops them? Their mindset. A victim mindset. And this young generation, you cannot pick up the hurts, the anger, the resentment of your parents who went through the struggle. You never went through the struggle. So don't carry the pain of a previous generation that actually laid their arms down and forgave. You live free and you live above the past. And at some stage, and, and that's that's what I said to him. This is the question I asked. And I'm not talking as a white preacher because I'll speak both sides. I say this, black people get mad with me. I say that, white people get mad with me. So there's always somebody mad, doesn't matter. So I say, give me a date where your payback is over for white people. Just tell us, is it gonna take 40 years where a child white is born can fulfill a dream. I understand injustice. I understand many things are still not equal, but by word, some we have to begin to rebuild South Africa with a positive message and send a positive word to everybody in this country. As I said, the early church grew in one day from 120 to 3,120. Then God added daily to the church. Multitudes were added to the church. Supernatural acceleration. Amos 9 verse 13. In the New King James Version, the Bible says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, where the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, he must sow seed. That means while you sow your seed, you are going to reap your harvest. Amen. Before you pray... God is going to answer your prayers. Uh, you're going to be shocked because you're going to come into church and that person that you've been praying for years because you haven't been to church for three weeks or four weeks or five weeks, so you're going to get you and that person is going to be on fire for God. And say, what are you doing? and say, oh no, I, uh, I heard you, a member of this church. Where have you been? People are going to get saved. People are going to get right with God. Your family is going to come to Christ. Come on, there's going to be blessing everywhere, left, right and centre by the supernatural power of God. Things are going to change in your business. People's attitude towards you are going to change. Those who were against you will be for you. Those who despised you will come and bow before you. That's what Isaiah chapter 60 says. God's going to turn things around by the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. There's no recipe to this. No step one, two, and three. I mean, you can take a David shepherd boy and anoint him as the next president of South Africa with no political experience as he did in France. That guy that became the president of France had no political experience. I don't think God can't do things like this. God doesn't need a system to get somebody in power. God needs a heart that is after him to get the right man or the right woman I believe in positions of power one day a shepherd boy the next day anointed to be president of israel to be king that's my prayer that god will give us the right leaders amen because you know i'll tell you honestly um, they taught us state and church must be separate for a good reason because if state and church is separate The state can never be held accountable by the church. Religion and politics don't mix. That's not in the Bible because the prophet always went to the king and told him that you're out of line. So the church has no voice. That voice has to be restored. And the church is not some pastors. The church is you, every believer that has the same values about a South Africa, where all the people in South Africa will experience the blessing and the favour of God. Come on, young person. Your white friend, fellow student is not your enemy. The black fellow student is not your enemy. The devil is the enemy. And and when we stand together like this, we we will change this country. I spoke to a political leader, he said five million votes and five million votes will need put the next political party in power. You think we can't mobilize five million Christians to vote in a certain direction? You better believe we're gonna do it. Five million. That's all it takes, five million. Five million. It's doable. Because I saw in this COVID how much power politicians have. And they are what? Servants of the people. Servants. Servants. Of who? Of the people. That will serve the goodwill of the people. Amen. So let's break down the supernatural acceleration. Because things are going to happen quickly. In every every sphere, not just in church, everywhere, you're going to see change. The next two years, there's going to be a lot of change. There's been a lot of shaking. A lot of this has been caused by the devil. But a lot of this is allowed by God for His bigger purpose, to bring people to a place of seeing what is about to happen. So if, if, if the Bible says, can a nation be born in one day? Um, as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. Don't think that God cannot save a nation in a single day when people vote? Don't think so. Listen to me carefully. Don't think that God is out of the equation. As a matter of fact, God is very aware of what is happening in planet Earth. And His agenda will outsmart all the plotters and the schemers every single time. And I'll say this, I'll stand by this and fall by this before the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is going to be the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost, the greatest move of God that this world has seen. There's going to be a shaking. There's going to be multitudes upon multitudes upon multitudes that are going to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me very clearly. It's going to happen by the hand of God. And nobody will be able to stop it like nobody. So supernatural uh, accelerations, God's ability and power released into your life to bring about His plans and purposes at a much faster rate than is humanly possible. When you're in that season of divine acceleration, you experience a supernatural search forward, which is called God's grace. You are just gonna feel motivated, energized, the plans are going to be there. And whatever you touch is going to be blessed. Deuteronomy 28. We'll talk about that in the weeks that lie ahead. The blessings of God is going to go upon you. Remember what God's blessing is God's empowerment to prosper and to move forward, to advance in Jesus' name. So the definition of the supernatural is a manifestation attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or laws of nature. It's manifestations or events considered to be of supernatural origin. So it's not gonna make sense. So everybody's gonna predict this, and this is gonna happen. And it's gonna leave, everybody's gonna be, what? How did she get that job? How did she get that promotion? How did, how, how did that happen? Supernaturally. I said supernaturally by the hand of God. Supernaturally, God's going to open a door. Supernaturally, God's going to enlarge you, promote you. Supernatural acceleration. So you you, um, you can't take supernaturally out of the equation because things aren't going to accelerate by might or by power. It's going to happen by the Holy Ghost, not by might nor by power but by the Spirit, says the Lord. Are you listening to me? You have to get ready for the supernatural. I'm not talking about the flaky supernatural that people are pursuing. I'm talking about supernatural that brings permanent change. Because I'm not interested in the church just having a good time and you walking out and yes, we'll pray for you and God's going to heal your knee and all those kind of things. But we're way behind that. We need a greater move of God in our country that that will eradicate many things simultaneously and and I'll tell you we said at 2030 we want to see poverty eradicated out of South Africa and see uh, uh, God uh, give people plans and uh, a supernatural acceleration in a certain direction in your own life as well Um, your job your promotion your career um, maybe not your body right Maybe some of my muscles because I haven't trained for like five, six months this year. But in any case, supernatural without steroids. (laughs) uh, Supernatural is departing from the usual or normal, especially as to appear to transcend the laws. So when people say it cannot be done, God said, What did you say? People say it's not possible. God said, What did you say? People say it's too hard. God says, what did you say? People say it's too difficult. God says, what did you say, Because God said, is anything too difficult for me? God says the things that seem impossible with men are possible with God. For with God all things are possible. People say you're never going to get an education. You say, what did you say? I'm not just going to get an education. I'm going to get a master's. I'm going to get an an honors. I'm going to go higher. Uh, People are going to say, you're never going to own a piece of land. You say, what did you say? I'm not just going to own one property. I'm going to own three properties according to Deuteronomy 8 and uh, Deuteronomy 28 in Jesus' name. Because when people say it cannot be done, God is attracted to that. If God finds faith, if people say you know nobody, but God says ah, 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 that is a somebody. People write you off. God says, okay, you cancel. cancelled. You're trying to cancel them. You're trying to cancel their culture. God says, no, I'm gonna lift you up. I'm gonna uh, do a big I can in your life. I'm gonna help you do all things through Christ to strengthen you. I'm gonna turn your weeping into dancing. I'm gonna lift you out of the ashes. I'm gonna leave everybody in your family amazed and astounded at what I'm gonna do in your life. People will not believe it. Even if I told you, you would not believe it because God will get the glory. I said, God will get the glory. Pastors, you better get ready. You better get ready. Come January, people are gonna flock to your churches. People are gonna run to your churches. Your altars will be fuller than ever. In Jesus' name, supernatural acceleration by the hand of God in Jesus name. So the word supernatural simply means beyond the natural laws and natural course of life. So if it's taken us 28 years to change certain things in South Africa, let me say just like that, things can change in the next two years A negative can become a positive. Do you believe that tonight? So in the Bible, the word supernatural simply means beyond and above the natural. This is where God operates. Beyond and above the natural, the realm of the senses. It is the realm where heaven and earth intermingle. Because when when, when there's a miracle, there's always a a God part and a man part for any acceleration to happen. I mean, God can't accelerate things by Himself because God's in the heaven. He sent the Holy Ghost to live in us. So if we're going to accelerate things in the country, it's going to come through people. So it's the realm of interaction between God and man. And here's the problem when people no longer have respect for God. They interfere with God's plan. If there's no respect for a higher power, then you are the highest power. You've crowned yourself God. And God cannot allow that because the people will suffer. Are you listening? So 2023 will be a year of the supernatural. We're going to talk a lot about that, define it, qualify it, so people don't get flaky. Because you say supernatural, people get all flaky. Define what it is from the Bible. So, acceleration, the definition. There's definitely not some of you that's on your way to church on a Sunday. I'll tell you what. I think I have to uh, put on a, a, a hat and sunglasses when I drive to church behind some of you. I'm just playing, man. Have you ever wondered how two people drive in two lanes at the same speed? And then there are four lanes, and they all drive at the same speed. And I think, exactly. None of these people are going anywhere. I didn't say, uh, go over the speed limit. I said, if the speed limit is 120, you have grace till 129. Use. Use. <laughs> use your grace don't sit there at 90 and the person next to you is 92 and the person next to you is 91 and the person next and you occupying four lanes make way somebody going somewhere wants to pass you by in Jesus name amen hallelujah oh come on in Jesus name put your foot on the pedal put your foot on the accelerator Get ready to move a bit quicker, think quicker, walk a little bit faster, straighten your gait. Come on, come on young person, Jesus name. Don't be average, don't be normal, don't be boring, don't be beige, don't be bland, don't fit in with everything that's going nowhere in this world. Be the standout person, be the difference maker be the history maker, be the world shaper, be the culture shaper, in Jesus' name. Shout amen, everybody under the age of 30. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, if you're under 30, give the Lord a loud praise. (laughs) Listen, listen, I, years back, we were still in the tent, somebody, i can't remember what it was um, uh, was it a few, not a funeral a wedding or something and the, the mother-in-law stood up and said you can see how a man drives his car then you know whether he's right to marry my daughter i thought huh she said if he drives slow and he's cautious and he stops and he he's a good candidate He's going to take you slow (laughs) through life. No adventure. No excitement. (laughs) Oh, come on. Hey, I didn't say you should all become speed freaks in your car now. I'm going to put a speed limit in your car so acceleration i'm saying this to say give you the definition of acceleration most people decelerate or well, the robot changes and they sit. give me a heavenly break you know my brain because i sit five cars back and i look at that little green arrow when it goes on and then i see car number one is sitting 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 And he pulls away. Then after three seconds, car number two decides, I'm also going to move, Etc. You better get ready to move. Listen to me. You better get ready because things are going to be happening very quickly. You better be wakey, 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 wakey wakey, in the name of Jesus. And not miss all the opportunities that God's going to send your way. Because it's going to happen suddenly. It's going to happen fast. It's going to happen quickly it's gonna happen at the same time. You can't be a sleepy uh, 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 Joe. You have to be wide awake in the name of Jesus Christ and see things for what they are and grab them and run with God. By the power of God, shout amen. Come on young person. So acceleration the definition is the capacity to gain speed. All some of you have to do is just put your head above your body and your feet will follow. You know, a little child, like Adam John is like that. He's got this massive head, big boy. What is your Sick, sick, a blue guy. But in any case, he's like that. He just throws his head forward and the feet follows. So if you don't know what to do, lean forward. you understand what I'm saying? Lean into the Word. Lean into God. Lean into opposition. You don't slow down for nothing. If you, if you cannot run, at least walk. If you cannot walk, at least crawl. If you cannot crawl, drag yourself. Leopard crawl. Just don't sit still. You have to move with God because God's going to strengthen you. As you move, God's going to revive you. As you move, God's going to empower you. As you walk, God's going to give you the strength. Come on, you cannot be a sitter. You cannot be a camper. God's going to accelerate things in your life. Listen, and as you move, you will be empowered because emotion follows motion. You have to move, then you're going to feel better and you're going to feel the power of God in Jesus' name. Come on, pastors. So acceleration means the rate at which something moves more quickly or happens faster or sooner. The meaning of acceleration is the act of or process of moving faster. Everybody say faster. So here it is again. Acceleration is the increase of how fast something happens. In physics, it's time in velocity, but time, then there are time and speed factors in acceleration. Time and speed. I have to get there by this time. Get me to the church on time, right? Certain things have to happen. That's why I say politically, by 2024, to give people hope of a better South Africa, certain things have to change. Now, move forward. So, supernatural acceleration means increase in speed per time, which is not normal. And it's beyond the explanation of any natural law. It's going to happen. So people that were indifferent are gonna come to the negotiating table. People that were in isolation are gonna come and be part of the solution. God's gonna do it supernaturally. God's gonna quicken people. God's gonna work in the hearts of people. People that have written you off are gonna phone you. Somebody's gonna talk about you. Your name is gonna pop up in a conversation somewhere and God's favour will do the rest for you in Jesus' name. Come on. I mean, God took Esther. And he got her to marry, to to, to change a a nation. Gave her favour with a king. God took Ruth from a place of nowhere. And she was plucking wheat in a field. And Boaz saw her. And she got favour. And married him. And had a great future. So you never know what day something is going to happen because opportunities come knocking at all of our lives all the time. We just have to see them and keep a good attitude and, and, and not get caught up in the conversations of cynicism like that gatekeeper on whose hand the king leaned that who said, if God could make windows in the heaven, could such a thing be? And He was trampled by people when things changed in the economy because the prophet said, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not partake of it because of your cynicism, because you mock God. These mockers and scoffers of God that speak in their private chambers, listen, they dust. He's God. When people die, they die equal. You better believe that God can still step into a president's bedroom, into a businessman's bedroom, into your bedroom, and deal with you. And when God shows up, you won't have a lot to say. You'll fall on the ground, and you will repent, and you will acknowledge that there is God and no other. That God is God. That God is God alone. That He is the King of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. And His kingdom is the kingdom that Jesus brought to planet Earth. And of the increase of His kingdom, there shall be no end. And as Christians, we are part of that kingdom before our affiliation to any political party. We are ambassadors of the kingdom. So we will stand for justice, God's justice. We will stand for righteousness, God's righteousness. We will stand for truth, God's truth. That's what we will stand for. Shut, amen in Jesus' name. Uh, a political leader saw me the other day. He's one of the top whatever And he said, a whole church group approached him to start a Christian party. He said, should I? Because I'm his counselor. I said, no. Because I believe God's got other plans. But there are people everywhere in this country that want to see this country with the riches and the people be blessed. And I prophesied, I declare it, 2023, 20, is going to be a year of acceleration. Racial hatred will be eradicated by the Holy Ghost supernaturally. The will be annihilated supernaturally by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on. A spirit of compassion is going to come upon business people supernaturally by the power of the Holy Ghost. God is going to give people ideas to build huge businesses and factories that it will employ thousands of people. Come on. We're going to have favor with overseas investors. We are going to have uh, plans to enlarge our economy. Come on, South Africa in Jesus' name. Say amen. So... Um, Let me close with a key to supernatural acceleration. Otherwise, I'm not getting where I wanted today. Um, 1 Kings chapter 18, quickly, Elijah, we know it's a three and a half year drought. God comes to Elijah, he says, pray. And then Elijah says to Ahab, um, he says, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. What are you hearing? What are you listening to? Because what you hear will determine your belief. Are you listening to CNN? What are you listening to? So it's a three and a half year drought. The prophet declares the future, which you have to begin to do. You wanna see supernatural, you have to act like God. And one of the ways you access the supernatural is through the power of your words. You have to speak to your future. You have to speak to the dry bones. You have to call things that be not as though they were. You have to prophesy to the future. So there is no rain but Elijah said because God gave a promise. Says I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went to eat and drink. Elijah went up to Carmel and he bowed down. Everybody say bow down. What did he do? He humbled himself. We have to humble ourselves as a nation before God. In every sector Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and recognize God. Isn't that so difficult? The only thing God ever said in the Old Testament to His people, He said, I'll bless you, I'll do everything for you. Just remember me and honor me. So, honor by humbling yourself in Jesus' name. And he put his face between his knees and he said to his son, go up now and look toward the sea where all the gas and the oil is 250 kilometers offshore that nobody wants to drill because it's going to what disturb the environment, says who? Um, the leaders that sell us the oil and the gas. Oops, 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 oops. So he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to her, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So the three and a half year drought, God promises Elijah declares, Elijah prays, which obviously is an important part of seeing the supernatural in your life your prayer life, constantly praying before God in a posture of humility, which is your reliance and your dependence on God as your source. Nothing else. Your reliance and dependence upon God. The posture of humility on your knees, bowing low before the King of Kings in a place of humility, dependent on the grace of God. So it happened in the meantime, One little cloud that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. Well, that's acceleration, my brother my sister. From from, from drought to a deluge, to a flood, to the gates of heaven opening. Hallelujah. And God pouring out blessing, blessing, blessing. So much blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive, I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ. So listen to this. So I have rode away. And went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord came on Elijah. And I mean, he wasn't uh, Usain Bolt. He wasn't dressed in his um, Jamaican uh, sprinting uniform with spikes. He wasn't six foot seven or six foot nine. He was a prophet out of shape. He had, uh, uh, they wore, what do they you call those things? Almost like a dress, but it's like a. A robe, and the hand of the Lord comes upon him. I, I would have liked to see this. This is like asterisks and obelisks. I I mean, I know this is now beyond the young generation to know who that is. uh, Ten to one, but um, the hand of the Lord came upon him, and it's like, (laughs) and he curded up his loins. (laughs) Just imagine this. Imagine it. See it. It's in the Bible. And he ran ahead of Ayab to the entrance of Jeruel. So so there's two examples of supernatural acceleration. Number one is there's, there's a drought of three and a half years. Then there's a the little cloud. Elijah says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Then he says, good deal when he sees the cloud, he sees a sign, a positive sign. Always look for a little sign, a positive sign. And then to begin to declare the work of God, because that's a sign that things are going to begin to hasten and accelerate in your life. And um, uh, while he was still talking, suddenly the clouds were there, but not clouds of, 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 of disaster, clouds of blessing. And I declare it over you that God is going to crown this year with his goodness and God is going to send showers of blessing over your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, God is going to turn your barren areas into fruitful areas. Can you believe it tonight in Jesus' name? Amen. A miracle of acceleration. The second thing is now, Jezreel was uh, from Mount Carmel, he's 20 miles away. So that's like a marathon. And we know the king's chariot had the best horses. And here comes Elijah. In the fast lane, pulling up his robe, in his sandals, think about it, and he runs past the king's chariot. I'll tell you that many of you are going to run past those that are ahead of you, those that are higher than you by the hand of God. I tell you, the hand of God is gonna come upon you and the hand of God is gonna lift you up. The hand of God is gonna come upon you in that place of humility, in that posture of prayer and God is gonna exalt you because the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that in due time, He may exalt you. I declare it, it's time for many of you to be lifted by the hand of God. Come on, stand to your feet and give the Lord a praise if you believe it tonight, all over South Africa. Come on, praise Him, praise Him. Praise Him like you mean it. Praise you like you believe it. Praise Him like you expect it. Not by might or power, but by the Spirit of God. Come on, God's hand is gonna exalt you. God's hand is gonna exalt you. God's hand is gonna lift you up. God's hand is gonna accelerate things in your life. God's hand is gonna bless you. God's hand is gonna give you wisdom. God's hand is gonna increase you. God's hand is gonna silence the work of the enemy. God's hand is gonna bring healing to your body. God's hand is gonna deliver your family. God's hand is gonna break that generational curse over your bloodline in the name of Jesus Christ. 2023 will be a year where we will see the hand of God in our services. We will see the hand of God in our lives. God will stretch forth His hand and there will be signs and wonders done in the holy name of Jesus Christ and God will get all the glory. Shout hallelujah if you believe it tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my spirit. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my blood. I feel that God is up to something. I feel that God is getting ready. I feel that God has positioned people all over our world people that are gonna change history, people that are gonna write the future, people that are gonna shift things in the natural and in the realm of the spirit by the hand of God in Jesus' name. Come on, praise Him, pray in the Holy Ghost. Do whatever you feel to do. Come on, come on. The drought has been too long. The delay has been too severe. the pain has been too great to bear stretch forth your hand Father let your hand come upon your people Father let your hand come upon your servants Father we believe you for supernatural acceleration Father I pray for a fresh and a new anointing I pray for a fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost I pray for the power of the Lord to come the power of the Lord to come the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. I pray for the hand of God to come upon your life while you sleep, while you drive, while you walk, while you sit. I pray for the hand of God to come upon your life. I pray for the hand of God. I declare the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord in Jesus' name shall come upon you. The anointing, the power of God, and He will eradicate weakness from your life. He will take away the shackles in Jesus' name. And there will be a supernatural acceleration by the power of God through the favor of God. You are going to walk into places that you were predestined for. You are going to walk into meetings and God's going to amplify your voice. God is going to take you places you never thought possible. God is going to do things in your life that will leave you astounded in the name of Jesus Christ there will be blessing, 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 everywhere you look, blessing, more blessing, more blessing, not a formula but by the hand of God, by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, by the love of God because it will be for His glory, I said it will be for His glory, It will be for His glory. It will be for His glory. It will be for His glory. What God's gonna do in your life will be for His glory. And if you remain humble, and you remain on your knees, and you remain dependent on the grace of God, there is no stopping what God can do in your life. God can take you to the highest place, from the prison to the palace if you will stay focused on Him and recognize the hand of God, recognize the favor of God, recognize where God has taken you from, recognize the goodness of God and always give Him the glory and the praise and the adoration. Come on, give Him the glory tonight, church. Give Him the praise tonight, all over South Africa. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost wants us just to glorify Him for a moment. Oh, we lift You up, Jesus. We glorify You, Father. We magnify You. God, You are great and greatly to be praised. You are worthy. Hallowed be Your name. We magnify You, Father. Lord, You are good in Your mercy and us forever. One generation will talk about your works to another generation. We know God you are not at sleep. We know God you are at work in our lifetime and our generation. We know you have a plan to prosper us and not to harm us. We trust you. We worship you. We worship you. Come on in your place of loneliness, in your place of despair, in your place of tragedy, in your place of turmoil in your place of insecurity, in your place where you do not know what the future holds, give God the glory, give Him the glory, give Him the glory, give Him the glory. God can take something insignificant in the sight of man and to make something significant, God can take a voice of a shepherd boy and make him a voice to a nation. In Jesus' name, there is nothing that God cannot do. But we have to glorify Him. Glorify Him. Stay in a posture of humility. Stay in a posture of dependence. Living dependent upon Him. That's the supernatural. Living dependent on Him. Not taking Him out of a meeting, taking Him out of the equation. Living dependent. Remembering every day what God has done. I'm giving him the glory. And I'll tell you, there's no stopping what God will do with your life. This Bible is full of people. You know, Abraham was a pagan worshiper. You understand that? He wasn't a man looking for God. He was a pagan worshiper. So when God came to him and said to him, sacrifice Isaac, it was actually part of the culture he came out of. That's why it was like a, 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 a mind shock to him. God says, take your son, your only son and you love. Him. And yet instantly he obeys that because he knew it was God. But that was the culture he came out of. That was the pagan worship that he grew up in. And Paul was a persecutor of the church, Saul. A killer of Christians. Bam! God got a hold of him. And I'll tell you, God's going to get a hold of people. We're not going to criticize people. We're going to pray for them. And we are going to step up where God is requiring us to step up. There's no neutral ground now. This battle has chosen you and your future and your future generations. This pacifying Christianity, feel good, do nothing, it's nowhere in the Bible. As Christians, we are called to engage the issues of the day. And find the common ground that's in the gospel. First thing Jesus says, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because it's anointed me to preach the gospel to the... To the poor. You read it in Isaiah. He said because poverty breaks a human spirit like nothing else. Poverty is slavery. The first thing he came to do was to liberate people from poverty. Jesus, not uh, you know people come and try and preach that and say the spiritually poor. No, it means materially poor. Read it in your Bible. When he died on the cross, he died to redeem people from the curse of poverty. Poverty is not a blessing. Poverty is not God's will. It should be the number one that this government addresses, attacks, and eradicates. Number one, together with the church. Can I have an amen here tonight in Jesus' name? There's no dignity in poverty. So when, when when these people come, I don't, you know, I said the Americans, and then one of my American speakers said, "Don't be against us. I'm not against you, but all that nonsense comes from there." But let's then say, those radicals in the West that propagate their nonsense to us and get you heated up on social media, while. There's 40% unemployment in this country. Just wake up. They play their little games over there. Let them play their games. We've got greater issues that we have to address in our land and for our people. Can I have an amen in Jesus? Think, think you know, um, about, because we can't, because our bellies are full. But think about those sleeping with empty bellies. We can't even think it. Um, Think about those who wake up tomorrow and they've got no hope of a job. Think about, doesn't this concern you as a Christian? And there's something in your heart that says something has to be done. So, so, So we can't just preach the gospel and get people saved and not see change in their lives. We have to see reform for the people. And and, and by the way, if you read the Bible, that's exactly what Jesus came to do. He challenged the, the establishment of the day, which was the Roman Empire. Challenged them. He challenged the religious system of the day. Jesus. Yeah. He didn't just preach gentle Jesus, meek and mild. He was very direct about the issues of the day to get people out of slavery. And the greatest form of slavery still is sin. When, when, when you're one footage in the world, you're one is in the church, you're never gonna be somebody that's free. When, when, when you're undecided, you're never gonna be somebody that's free. When Jesus is an occasional visit once in a while, you are never gonna experience freedom. The Bible says it is for freedom that Christ has come to set you free. This uh, week, uh, Pastor Andre uh, did a funeral of, uh, well, at one stage, he was my stepbrother when my mother remarried a second time and um, a young Greek boy that, um, well, he's now 43, 44, and started the new business. Took us years and years to get him off heroin and cocaine and every foul kind of a drug that got a hold of him through whatever. Doesn't matter. And we got him out of it and just got him back onto his feet and started the business again. And God was blessing his business and he started the delivery business And somebody was not available to go deliver the uh, food. So he decided, okay, I'll go deliver the food. Jumped on one of the little motorbikes. And um, a 16-year-old boy jumped a red robot and end of his life. Gone. Never woke up that day thinking it could happen. Because where's a 16-year-old? What's he doing in a car in any case? And then skipping a red robot. 30 seconds later, 10 seconds later, 15 seconds later, you would have missed that. I say that because sometimes we don't want to face the reality of death and the reality of life. That this life as you know it is not going to last. The Bible says it's a vapor. And this that you fight for is going to pass away. That's why our fight is just, our fight is for people, the rights of people, which is according to the Bible, not according to some manifesto that violates Scripture and violates our belief. We have our manifesto, which is the Word of God that addresses every ill in society. We have it and we will live it and we will demonstrate it in Jesus' name. But you're standing here tonight in one of our churches. If tonight was the last night of your life, if you were that little stepbrother of mine and you were on that motorbike and a car took you out, where would you be? It doesn't help. And I saw the picture and I mean, I moved emotionally to have this beautiful picture of him because he always came and gave me this hug when I went to Blue And always he would hug like, and he'd be like a puppy and just hug me and you know, hold like this. And then those years he was still snorting and you can, because I know all the signs of go. Addicts and all this this stuff. And there's no judgment in all of that. But thank God he made his life right with God before that 16-year-old boy who now destroyed his own life um, took him out. This happens always. Every day. People die. It's not to scare you. It's to give you a wake-up call. Because if you died tonight where would you go? This is the reality of Christianity. I spoke to somebody other than, he said, Pastor, I've been like this in, a, in a, um, a, skull, a scale. And he said, then I'm in the world, then I'm in the church. He said, and I started getting this concerned. The scale is going to tip. I better make a decision. Because the weight of sin is going to get more and more and more and more. And tip. And it's not going to tip in your favor. It's not going to tip in your favor. And with young people, they always think there's a lot of time. No, there's not. Young people die like older people die. Death comes as, the thie- as a thief in the night. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Your life matters. Where you are tonight matters to God. And you're standing here tonight, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. There in Bloemfontein, Or maybe at one time you did, but you've grown cold. No one moving now, please. You've walked away from God. You've grown cold. Maybe like the prodigal son, you've left your father's house. I don't know. It's time to get back to God time to give yourself to Jesus Christ. Let's start there before we fix everything else. Let's fix ourselves with God and give ourselves back to God tonight. You say, Pastor, you're talking to me. I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to surrender all. I'm, maybe you feel a little bit like you in that balancing scale. Come home tonight. Get right with God tonight. Give Jesus your everything tonight. Every headband B- about every eye closed in Bloemfontein, Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, in Porch tonight. Kimberly in all our churches, wherever you are tonight watching online, you say, Pastor, these a stirring in my heart. I want to get right with God. I need a fresh start with God. If that's the cry of your heart, then quietly, wherever you are, unashamedly, if that's you tonight. tonight. you say, I want to get right with God. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you tonight, then quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand quickly. I want to say pray for you before we close the meeting. Just raise your hand all over, quickly. Raise it, raise it, raise it. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, God. Bless you. God bless you, bless you, bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, bless you, bless you. Just slip it up, slip it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen, God bless you. God bless you. So many influential people come out of that city. Um, God's going to do great things in many of your lives. And tonight is the first step. Put your hand on your heart. Pray this. Pray with me tonight, please, in Jesus' name. Say this right now. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I give you my life. I give you my heart. Thank you for loving me so much that you died for my sin. I believe you are the Christ. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you're alive. Tonight, I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. I bow before you and I ask you, cleanse me in your blood. Give me the power tonight to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.